When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley. As we've talked about the forwards and defense, now it's time to talk about old ending, arguably the most important thing in the sport when it comes to being successful and, and winning things. So, kind of important. Obviously, we know the immediate. Darcy Kemper will be the expected starter for the abs in the coming season realistically aj what do you think they target with kemper as a game started number 55 you think that high you don't think they try and shelter him a little bit with the injury history no okay you might be on the wrong mic again unless your mic your uh, fans just blown into it well, that fixed it. Let's try that. There you go. Uh, in any case, 55, so certainly the lion's share of the starts there. 
Obviously, in a perfect world, he would start 55, and then Francois would start the rest with uh, no need to go to a third goaltender. Um, but, you know, you have to play injuries by ear. If they happen, they happen, and you you deal with them as they come, for sure. So, it, it it'll be interesting to see how they do divvy up the games. We've talked a lot over the last couple of days about how the Avs don't have the easiest schedule in the world compared to last year where they got to play a bunch of bad teams seven times. So maybe a little bit more management of the goaltender position, getting Kemper against the better teams, things like that. Is that your expectation? Yep. Okay. So I don't know how deep we can really get into breaking that Mm -hmm. down because it's just going to depend on when they want goalies to play and all of that. So the other big question is what what can the Avs reasonably expect out of Pavel Francos? Because obviously two years ago he had great numbers. It was all it was all very good as a backup goaltender, but this is a guy who hasn't played a hockey game properly in what will be like eighteen months. Yeah. September of twenty twenty. Yep. So going to be going to be a bit of a tough spot uh well or maybe not i mean for all i know he could he could come in and shut out his first three games but how do you solve these question marks can you solve these question marks as the abs or do you just have to battle through whatever you get at the start of the year yeah no there's no there's no way around it there's no cheating injury questions the only way that you can answer them is to just ice a hockey team yeah. Let's see how it goes. It's the same thing with uh it's the same thing with Eric Johnson. It's the same thing with Ryan Murray. True. You know, they can't they can't answer any of these questions. We you just hope for the best. You just throw them out there and you say, All right, YOLO. Yeah. The uh, the other side of, of just throwing them out there is there are six preseason games, obviously training camp for players to get adjusted, but this is a team that very clearly understood how to play in front of Philip Grubauer. They, they played the way Grubauer wanted them to play uh, in front of him at the end of certainly his tenure here. That took a while when Grubauer first got here, right? The first 30, 40 games when there was Barley and Grubauer, the Grubauer starts felt a little bit shaky at times. Yeah, they there were there were some struggles when Group R first got here. There are a lot of adjustments. First year goaltenders can be problematic. Mm-hmm. And with Darcy Kemper only under contract for a year, it's how much do you want to commit to that? Sure. Well it's it's a concern because you know, we we saw with Grubauer, you know, you saw you see, I mean, you see it in a, regularly around the league. Guys, when they first get to new teams, they have to learn the defensive system. They have to adjust to, the, to a different goaltender coach that wants to stress different things and have them do things uh, a little a little differently. They, you know, a lot of a lot of skaters. It's like okay, you make a minor tweak to the systems here and there, but for goalies, they have to understand all those different systems. Because that's, okay, well, we're trying to take away, you know, defensively our structure is set to take away this play or this pass and 
And so I'm going to, I know I can play more aggressively on this shot. I can, you know, they, how they make their reads, how they read the ice is a large function of that is understanding how the team in front of them is, is expecting to be played. And that can take some time, you know, that a lot harder to do in a 56 game season than an 82 game season. Uh, so you you expect? I, I mean, I think I think that the Avs will probably be at their best this next season after the Olympic break, March March and April. Yep, should be when they're at their best. Their systems are locked in the most. Uh, Kemper's made his adjustment. Their health questions are you know are whatever they are at the time. They they know what they're riding with going into the postseason. I think that that's when they should be at their best uh, because with both Kemper and, and Francois, you have uh, just how do they come back from not playing very much? You know, Darcy Kemper has only played like 50 games uh, across the last two seasons. Yep. Definitely so, have to find some sort of a rhythm there. No doubt about it. And, I, I think you're you're spot on here where whatever the first couple of months of the season as far as goaltending is concerned will be will be whatever it is and and then hopefully things smooth out as the season goes on at that position. Yeah, I mean ideally uh ideally they adjust immediately. In a perfect you know? world, sure, yeah. Darcy Kemper just rolls in and he's like, Oh, I click I click with this group right away. I understand that hey, I'm not seeing 35 shots a game. Um, I'm not seeing an abundance of high danger shots. Great. Let's do this. Yeah. That's the perfect, perfect world. And uh, on Francois's side, kind of the same thing. You're hoping for the best. We, two years ago, we know he got great goal support. Um, great goal support. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the other side of the goalie coin, right? If the team is scoring in front of him, it makes everybody's job that much easier. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe the offense can carry a little bit of the load, especially early in the season, and help their goaltenders out. But as things start to get nailed down, you know you're going to need your goalies to show up, particularly yeah. especially when <clears throat> you the playoffs. Obviously, but. the other. The other big part of this, though, is that they uh, these are both thirty-one year old goalies going into contract years. Yep. They there's no yeah. There's no job security. No doubt about it. So um, we, you know, when you when you have guys going into contract, you you have to be weary of guys having career years when they're heading into free agency because those are tough to repeat. <clears throat> and there's always that extra carrot for the player of, I have to be at my absolute best this year so I can secure the bag. Yeah, get that payday. I mean, would will, will anybody be surprised at all if Philip Grubauer goes to Seattle and has kind of a meh first year? He's got the contract locked up. We see it happen all the time where they the player takes a little bit of pressure off of himself because he's got that six-year deal, that 5.9 mil a year. And there isn't quite that extra little tenth of a percent or whatever you want to call it 
of of motivation to to really pee out your game, right? Mm-hmm. And at look at the NHL level, a tenth of a percent is the difference between everything and nothing, right? So can be can be a pretty big difference, yeah. So not uncommon to see it happen. Certainly going to be a motivating factor for both Kemper and Francois this year. Um, yeah, I mean Francois is playing uh, playing for different things because pretty sure. much pretty much regarded uh, assuming no career threatening injuries for either guy. Uh, Francois is playing for a future in the NHL altogether. Yeah, you're, and you're, Kemper is playing for like a starting job well, well in like money pay yeah yeah he's going he he's 31 years old and he's made about 13 million dollars as a goaltender you know he was a backup in minnesota for a long time an alum of both of our our bays the houston arrows and the orlando solar bears mm-hmm. uh he and and he really didn't get his first legitimate starting opportunity until 2018 19 even in Arizona, he was brought in to be a backup, and Ranta's injuries is is what propelled him into proving that he can be a starter. Yep. So, and then they just traded injuries. They just kept. Yep. And then he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, realistically, this is it. This is Kemper's one chance to get one big contract out of his career. It's certainly his best chance. Because, like, I don't want to say it's this one oh, chance because, sure. you know, he they... He signs a one-year deal and, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> he signs a one-year deal and he goes and, like, you know, yeah. backs up Carter Hart in Philadelphia and Hart disappoints and the guy goes crazy and, you know, Kemper sure. is dominant and he gets a long-term deal somewhere else. Whatever. This is you his best get, chance, though. You only get he, so many kicks at the can, yeah. He's 31 years old and he's playing behind a, what's expected to be a really, really good hockey team. Could have then, those numbers a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing though is that, that we saw what he did behind meh teams, and now he's going to be behind a really good one, and this is his chance to prove that it's for real. Yep, he's got a chance. So to prove they it's should. For real. He's not going to have an insane workload as far yeah. as injury concerns. He's not going to have to overwork himself like maybe he would have in Arizona or something like that. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have to he doesn't have to bail them out. At least not yeah. very often to say the least. And this is this is like going into this. Imagine I would just say imagine had they not won the bidding war for Kemper. Yeah, I don't know. Be, I don't know what goaltender yeah, they would have in, went out, gone out and gotten, but in a bad place if they didn't. But I mean, would you? They were going head to head with Edmonton for Darcy Kemper, and as much as we didn't like the the cost of the deal, you look at it and it's like, look, Edmonton <laughs> is Edmonton better off having not paid that? Probably not. Um. Look, I think the reality of the cost is, yes, it was expensive, but also you got better at the position, assuming health. So the reality of the NHL, especially when the floor of talent that you're looking for as an organization as good as the abs are right now, turns out that's going to cost a lot. It's just reality. 
especially for a starting position. So, and, you know, a lot of people talk about how Timmons will be missed and, and probably to a certain extent he will. But if, if Darcy Kemper plays up to his ability, people are going to forget about Connor Timmons really quick. Yeah. I mean, that's the cost though. And that's like the, that's, that's in the first round pick. Like this is the first, first rounder that Sackick has moved. Yep. So, you know, he's been really remote. <laughs> he, he didn't move a first rounder to get Devon Taves. But he did it for a goaltender because they absolutely had to have the guy. If they tried to cheap out on it, look, like, is anybody taking Edmonton's cup chances seriously with Miko Koskinen, Alex Stalock, and Mike Smith? Nope. No. They need they need something really weird to happen in order for them to, to win a Stanley Cup, regardless of what happens in front of them. They have already set themselves up as an organization for failure. And... Even with even with the Avs paying an absolute insane price for Darcy Kemper, and I say that and I stress that because you go and look at any high-profile goaltender trades over the last ten years, they might have paid the most expensive price of any of those teams. And for a thirty-one-year-old with one year left on his deal, like that, they paid an insane price for for Darcy Kemper. They need him. To be the man, they they need him to live up to that price tag. They absolutely. But the thing with Kemper is, you usually win trades where you get the best player in the deal. It's not uncommon. And for right now, I think that it's definitely going to be in their favor. Uh, I mean, they're better off with Darcy Kemper than chasing whatever their their plan B or C was. Chat will get into the depth of the goaltender position in just a bit. I did see one question asking uh, what would a Kemper extension look like? Uh, the reality is that, yeah, it, if Kemper plays well enough to where it would make sense for the Avs to extend him, it's very likely that he prices himself out of Colorado. Yeah, I mean, you have a whole... the, the <laughs> Excuse me. The Avs have $28 million in cap space next offseason, which sounds like a lot of money. But they have to... They've got contracts for Burkowski, Kadri, Nachushkin, um, and then all their depth guys, as, as they do every year, and both goaltending positions. And McKinnon coming the year after. Yeah. Which the McKinnon deal really actually isn't the math on it isn't very difficult. Yeah, I mean it's because just you just deal, right? yeah. yeah you take EJ's money his expiring deal and you're done. But you just you, you I don't know who you're giving eight years and four million per to, but it shouldn't be anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would I that would be a weird contract for anyone. Yeah, the thing is, is that it, if you're Darcy Kemper, why and why would you sign an extension with the Abs right now? The Abs would only be offering you, him a, a deal in the neighborhood of what he's already making, four and a half to five million dollars, somewhere in that range. For they would only be offering that, and then he goes out and he has a great season. You know, if he, I haven't picked to win the Vesna. Let's say he goes out and he does that. He wins the Vesna. He signs an he signs an extension. Yeah, 
for all of the reasons we've already mentioned, this year makes all the sense in the world for Kemper to bet on himself. Like, there's no reason for him to sign now when he could easily double his money, basically, by playing well this year. Yeah, I mean, he could easily go into the market next year as as the star goaltender in the free agency market. Yep. At thirty two, at thirty two years old, and you know, have have a you know, if he comes off of Vesna, he's getting more than the six million. Yeah, the standard six by six that the league has fallen in love with for goalies right now. So yeah, you're probably looking closer at like a flurry contract if he wins the Vesna. But yeah, absolutely, you're getting into the seven eight. So it doesn't make any sense for Darcy Kemper to sign a contract right now. Yep, and. and- and yeah, to Chad's point, of course, the Avs have some risk here as well. It's a gamble that Kemper's going to stay healthy. Yeah. They want to, I mean, it's fair for the Avs to also see what exactly they have in this guy. They also you know, don't the, necessarily want to pay him for him to just break 20 games into the season. Right. I mean, if you give him an extension right now and for some reason he decides, you know, you make it worth his while, you give him a five year deal at five and a half million per. Sight unseen, and he goes out there in year one, plays 20 games and gets hurt the rest of the year, uh, and then, great, now his new contract gets to start. Yep. <laughs> and you're, you, gave the, you gave this guy a huge contract. You gave him the Robin Leonard contract uh, for fun, basically. Yep. So, it's if we could see the future... We'd have more accurate answers on Kemper, but the reality is the potential is there for it to be great. The potential is there for it to be a disaster. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. He, his play should determine how his next deal looks, and everybody should just let that happen. Yep. Any if they decide to jump the gun and they they go for it, it's taking a big risk. You, <laughs> signing signing these guys sight unseen is it's a big risk. Look, as another goaltender in Avalanche history said, sometimes you have to put your balls on the table. And if you're doing that, your balls better look good. So hit up Manscaped to get 20% off with code DNVR. Yeah. <laughs> get the perfect package 4.0. Get the lawnmower 4.0. You make it make it high and tight, whatever, whatever you wanna you wanna get going on down there. Make it look good. It also works. For your face, they got face shavers, they got breath mints, they got deodorant. They it got also all... works for your face. Yeah, the make that high and tight too. Why not? Keep it all. Keep it all together. Make it look good. All right, your face is it, your head's just a big ball, is it not? It's roundish. Think about it. What is this conversation? <laughs> I don't even know. God damn. Use the code DNVR to get 20% off on Manscaped. If you get the perfect package, you get free shipping as well. And then hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now is the best offer like they've ever done for new accounts. If you use code DNVR with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, check out our new hats too, by the way. Our new hats are sick. The golf hat, it's beautiful. Uh, it, it, It looks so good, but it's also just like... I would never wear it. All right. Speak for yourself then. But it looks great. Like I, both Z and I agreed. The golf hat looks awesome. 
neither one of us want to put it on our on our heads. <laughs> well, you know what? If you win a little bit of money with DraftKings, you can easily afford to buy all of our hats together. Because right now, oh look at that! Look at that! The hats. Yeah, new golf hat, beautiful. The DNVR one with the logos is excellent as well. I love that hat. I'm getting that hat when I get back. There you go. Uh, Two hundred dollars. DNVR code DraftKings. They're just giving you two hundred dollars. All you have to do is bet one dollar on any of the opening games for the college football season. You don't even have to wait for the results. You don't even have to win. You just bet a dollar on a college football game, and they just give you two hundred dollars right away. So. Do that. Go get $200 on a new account with code DNVR over at DraftKings. Uh, they're, yeah, $200 to bet on whatever you want. If you want to bet more on college football, go for it. If you want to bet on other sports, go for it. If you're AJ and want to put it all on Kemper winning the Vesna, go for it. Uh, only DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See that DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, as we move into the Avalanche's organizational depth at the goaltending position, things start to get weird pretty quickly. Yep. Um. So Jojo and Miska are still <clears throat> in the organization as it stands right now. <clears throat> Fully expect them to be one and two in Loveland. Yep. As particularly they actively went out and extended Jojo. So no, you have I, to think he's, he's the number three uh, as far as behind Francois. Yeah. His his success with the Avs last year should have him as the number three guy, as the top guy in Loveland to start the year. Yep. I think that's a, a fairly reasonable expectation on the whole. So uh, that's – I don't really have any problems with that. He's a fine number three. He can get the job done for the Avs. The Avs don't have anyone else in their organization today that you can trust to do that job in my opinion. Um, as, as you mentioned, it seems pretty straightforward to put Miska as the backup down, or I suppose up in Loveland from Denver. Um, you get into a conversation there a little bit, right? Because you have to bring Eustace Annan into the conversation. <clears throat> One, not just that he's a higher-end goalie prospect as far as the Avs are concerned, but two... The Utah Grizzlies, the Avs ECHL affiliate, play on international ice. So bringing in and into North America doesn't make the most sense in the world if he's just going to play on international ice anyway. Yeah, it's it's a fair question. <clears throat> and it's really the biggest problem with having Utah as their affiliate. Yep. Um, they just... It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Okay, you bring him over to North America, and then he, play, he plays on international ice in Utah. But it's not going to be an easy transition for Trent Minor either. Um, playing on international ice for what would be the first time, you yeah. know. The... And and I mean, for what it's worth, like the Grizzlies' rookie would still be on North American ice 
Yeah. And the other thing, though, is that the ECHL is... Goaltender is the only position where if a guy goes down to the ECHL, it's not... Their career isn't over. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, oh, man... Like this, this might be problematic. Like Philip Grubauer is in the ECHL. At one point. A lot of NHL goalies spend time in the ECHL. It's just the reality of a position that has two spots on every lineup. Like, exactly, and and it's and it's the it's a position where guys just have to play. Yep. And you know, getting seeing, yeah, Darcy Kemper played in the ECHL. Yeah, a lot of goalies do. Except for the super high end ones, a lot, especially ones coming out Not of much. major junior. Right, they play you know at half a season down there or something. Yeah, but a lot of them started <clears> there, <throat> and then they prove they can handle the pro game, and then they get promoted to the AHL and go from there. But in any case, especially the major junior kids, right? Because with college goalies, you can wait a little bit longer on them. Maybe they're a little bit older, but. Yeah, when you're making decisions on like Trent Miner is a great example of a guy that they have to make a decision on as a 20 year old goalie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to drop that dude in the ECHL and see what he has at a pro level. Yeah, and they're right now, you know, they're a little. Uh, they ran into an unexpected logjam um, because they were hoping that Miska was going to be a little more serviceable in the NHL. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, he was. Fucking brutal. And they had to do something else. And then just given Johansson's success last year, they, they yeah, I mean, why not it, bring it him was back? An easy commit to a third goaltender there. The problem, yeah. the problem left there is Miska's just still sitting on his contract. Right. Miska was given a two year deal, and then Miner and Ananin are there, and you're not going to buy Miska out and then just eat a cap hit that would otherwise be buried. Yeah. Just, you just bury him. Yeah. Yeah, it's that would be dumb business. Even even with it being only a what it would be like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yep. Let's just see. Yeah, it'd be a hundred thousand dollar cap hit. <laughs> so, but that's a guaranteed cap hit. Like, I just, yeah, it's not. They don't need. They didn't need to move on from Hunter Miska so badly. Correct. Um, they're fine. They're fine doing this with uh, Ananin and Miner figuring it out this year. Uh, their first year and really their first year in pro hockey in North America. Uh, although both guys got AHL games last year. Um, right. It's, it's, it's still just going to be, I mean, the Eagles, again, we've talked about the importance of the Eagles as a competitive organization yeah club every year although the playoff format this year has all of the teams in the pacific division making the postseason no matter what real hard for them to miss the postseason this year yeah yeah um (laughs) cool cool system but whatever they uh i i just don't think that i don't think ananin is going to be a big part of it to start the season yeah i mean the hype has always been on Ananin, but he didn't have a great year last year. Uh, it's really because he set that shutout record in Finland a couple years ago, and everybody went crazy about it. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't a very good season for him this last year, and he was just okay. 
in his couple of AHL games. And like no no need to have sky high expectations for those first few games. Same same thing if he starts in the ECHL, it's fine. It's it's not the end of the world. I mean, you'd prefer that he would have the spot on the AHL team over Miska, but I don't think that's realistic. So that's exactly the word I wanted to use. What is a realistic trajectory for this year for Annan? Start in the ECHL. Yeah, at the end of well. the season, hopefully he's pushing for the starting job on the AHL team or I don't think he'll push I don't think he'll push Johansson unless something real bad happens. You know, and then injuries we don't know how injuries Obviously. will play. Yeah, you can. In, injuries always reshape this picture as we go on and we yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um but but ideally he would do fine with the Grizzlies and they would he would get some a enough AHL looks where they said, Okay, we wanna see this guy here. Let's swap him out with Miska. Sure. And then he and Miska just change jobs. Yeah. Miska Miska with the Grizzlies and 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 then with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah and, and and with the Eagles in the second half of the year and and then just works his way up. You know, just keeps keeps hacking his way through the organization that way. And then we'll see by the end of the year. I, I don't know how realistic it is to think that he would be their starting goalie by the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. And, and based on that trajectory you're talking about, you're, you're probably still too <coughs> away at least from seeing this kid in the NHL. Yeah. And then next year he finishes in and then finishes out his ELC. Uh, as like either the guy or at least a platoon guy going 50-50. For the Eagles, and, yeah. Yeah, and then starts to get the cups of coffee in the NHL. Yep. So. <laughs> when do we get access to players? Buddy, I'd love to answer that question. I would love to answer that question. We haven't had access to players for over a year, so. The We've, day the day they give us access, we'll be on it. Don't worry about yep. it. But a hundred percent. As soon as they give us access back to players, um, and and we're allowed to br- to bring players back onto the show, well, our just to be honest with you guys, um, our hope is that we build a good enough relationship with some of the guys uh, that we get them down in the to the bar in the yeah, studio to do in person stuff. Yeah, to do to do some in person interviews that are a little a little bit longer, you know, and not just over Streamyard or Zoom or whatever, uh, but guys that actually come and sit down in the bar and uh, hang out for a little bit. We do, you know, we do forty five minute. We do an entire pod with them, just chatting with them. That's that's where we want things to get to um, when when player access is a thing again. But for right now, it's we it's only hope, get access when they say we get access. Basically, yeah. Yep, it's hopes. It's only hopes and dreams right now. Um, we did the uh, we did the interview with Connor Timmons at the beginning of yeah training of yeah. training camp that one time, and then. We were told it was a competitive disadvantage for our outlet that we had pod and not everybody else did. So they didn't want players coming on the pod anymore. Uh, and then everybody else got a pod and they were like, okay, well, now the pandemic. So sorry. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. It'll it'll happen someday. 
it's just a matter of when and how. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, the other conversation here is is Trent Minor. Yeah. Um, obviously, don't really have any expectations for a kid who was a, a seventh rounder. Uh, nope. But he's got his ELC. He's got a shot to prove something in the ECHL <clears throat> start. I, I don't see any world where... I mean, he would have to play out of his mind to even compete for an AHL job this year, realistically. But pretty interesting career arc for Trent Minor, uh, because he was he was a guy when he was drafted in the WHL. Uh, he was following behind David Tendek, and he was really well liked and really highly sought after. In the in the WHL, he was first round pick. Yep. Um, and then the Giants just kind of waited on him and were like, "Okay." And, you well, know, yeah, in, him... his, in his D plus one, he never really took the reins of that team in goal. Yeah, it was it was the year before, um, you know, Byron's draft year. Yep. And um, you know, they were on the same Vancouver Giants team and he split the net with Tendek and Miner played exceptionally well, yep. except in the, he struggled a bit in the postseason. Uh, and obviously their season ended in heartbreak in the, uh, the yeah, game, the game seven overtime loss finals. Yeah. yeah. Of the, of the WHL final. And that's, that's brutal, man. And then the next year, they they were fully expecting Trent Miner to take a step forward, and and, he and just didn't. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't. He really, and that was the problem is he just didn't. And then the pandemic kind of kicked in, and the Giants as a team lost a lot of talent to pro hockey. Yep. And then he kind of had the job to himself, and he was insanely good. Yeah, he pitched like three shutouts in a row or something. Yeah, insanely good. And then he got some AHL time too, and looked solid enough yeah considering there were no expectations for him he had some good showings in the ahl where it was like hey this dude's battling here yeah and i think those showings in the ahl and then obviously the strength of his whl season i don't think that the abs were planning on giving him a deal um just because his d plus one yeah his d plus one was just so mediocre yeah and then they were like look Let's give this kid a shot. He's you know, we've too got, good this year. Yeah, we've got years to wait on him. They, he's got a three-year deal. He's twenty years old. Um, he doesn't have great measurables. Like six one, one hundred and ninety pounds is not like a guy where you're like, oh my god. You're not jazzed about that in goal for sure. Yeah, like you're you're like okay, you're you're about average size. Um, but he is a guy that is on the upward trajectory. Just given the year that he had, you have to feel good. You're excited about it. But as with all goaltenders, we'll see how he does when he gets into the next step. You know, we we've seen both Spencer Martin and Adam Warner look really, really good in the AHL for extended stretches in the AHL and then just run into the wall. They just don't, they don't take next, the the next step there. They, yeah, the consistency started to falter for both of them. Mm-hmm. So, it, and uh, look, we say it on every show we talk about goalies, but there's a lot of voodoo there, man. You never, you never really know what you're gonna get. You, you don't want to put yourself in a place where you end up with a Jordan Bennington contract on a guy that was hot mm-hmm. for two months. 
Yeah. So you have to be very, very careful. Long way from that. Obvious. Obviously, you're not close, but I'm just using him as an example of a goaltender playing really good for two, three, four months doesn't necessarily mean anything about the trajectory of their career. Yeah, I think the the better better example is probably a guy like Andrew Hammond. Yeah, sure, his like twenty three game streak. Yeah, he had the Hamburglar experience in Ottawa, and he never was you know. barely an NHL goalie for the rest of his career after that. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty consistently been a an AHL guy from then on, and yep. you know he had the one very brief and fun stint in Colorado. Yep, he did have. Game five. He'll always have game five. Uh, But in any case, we are brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. Hit them up, get your teeth cleaned, get a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush to boot. They're great. Everyone who switches says they do a great job, and it's some of the best dental work that they've ever gotten. So be sure to check them out today and get yourself that free Sonicare toothbrush. Get your teeth looking clean. Get your teeth looking nice. Uh, it's, it's good stuff there. And then check out Chevalier Mortgage with both Mike and Virginia. They've been doing it here for a long time now, and Mike is a certified financial planner, so they have you covered in every facet of a home loan, not just a great rate, but exactly how it fits into you and your finances. Specifically, you can find them at dnbrmortgage.com. Go over there, get yourself a free free consultation, excuse me, and also get hooked up with a chance to win some free DNBR merch as well. Again, that's dnbrmortgage.com, or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Then check out Strava Craft Coffee as well. You can get their cold brew down at the DNBR bar, or you can get 25% off your order when you use code DNBR25, your first order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. CBD-infused coffee, delicious stuff, and it helps with joint pain, other aches and pains, stuff like that as well. So if you need uh, need a little bit of energy and a little bit of pain relief, they got you covered. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ wrapping up our, our goalie talk a little bit here. Um, the reality is at the end of this season, regardless of what happens, the abs are going to have a whole bunch more decisions to make at the goaltender mm-hmm. position. Yeah, pretty what is it there? Um top 4 goaltenders are all expiring. Yep. Um, if you include JoJo and Miska, all four of them will be <clears throat> UFAs. Miska might still be in our No, I think he's a UFA too at the end of the No, season. they're both RFAs. Oh, they Miska and JoJo are both still RFA. Decisions to be made still there then on whether they want to keep him in the org or not. Yeah. Um, and then I think Miska is pretty easy to let go. And then JoJo, it's like, well, we'll just see. It's We really should just call him Yo-Yo. Yeah, I mean, if you're pronouncing it correctly, it would be Yo-Yo. But... It's always just funny to me that it's like, oh, we call him JoJo. And then it's like, his name is Yo- Jonas Johansson. <laughs> yeah, but then you can't have bizarre adventures unless you call him JoJo, so... All right, fair enough. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I, I tell you, the first shot of every game was a bizarre adventure last True. year. That is, that is very true. This is an adventure I'm looking forward to not having to go through this year. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to see. Ananen was taken with a with a different pick. Yeah, uh, the yeah, abs traded down out of the second round. They traded back, and they took Ananen and Ranta, I believe. Yeah, the the Hammond the Hammond contract pick was Matt Steinberg. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, as as always, anything can happen at the goaltender position, but the Abs for one here are, are betting on their horse of Kemper to stay healthy, and everything below that will the chips kind of will fall where they may, yeah, to a certain extent for Colorado. So, play it by ear, and you know we'll keep you updated when things do inevitably happen, but. Yeah, the hard part is is that they have a third-round pick. In the first four rounds of the 2022 draft, they have a single third-round pick. Yeah, it's not much. So so they're not, not going to be able to... replenish very well, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be able to... to the, I mean, they've, they've already got such a small reserve list that is, as it is. They've, all, they've also already traded away a fourth-round pick in 2023. And kind of a third round pick in twenty twenty four. That's the con- that's the conditional. Yeah, they either get that one back or they don't care because yeah. they won a cup. <laughs> yeah. They either they either win a cup with Kemper in that this year or they get that pick back. So yeah. um, they might they might have access to that one again in the future. But they really they've gone really heavy into trading the picks already. Yeah. I, all right. I suppose we would be remiss to uh, to do a goalie show and not mention the most mysterious man in the world, Shamil Shmakov, who is technically still part of the organization. Yeah. So he exists. We mentioned him. It's officially yeah. a goalie show now. He's their only goaltender on their reserve list, if I recall correctly. You are correct, yes. And uh they only they only have his rights until next summer. He's gone June first. Yeah, and just gonna go ahead and assume that he's not getting a deal. I think that's probably a safe assumption. But uh, you never. Know. I'm still under the. I'm still under the the theory that he was only taken because Alan Heppel really wanted to say Shamil Shmakov on the draft floor. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's about as good a reason as the Avs taking Taylor McCarr this year. So. True. <laughs> How much better would have been had Taylor McCarr been a goaltender? Oh, yeah. Just to throw him on the goalie list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to find the uh, the long-lost uh, younger McCarr brother than Taylor. Rusty. <laughs> playing, playing in that. Have all your mm-hmm. positions covered with the McCarr family. Uh <laughs> All right. In any case, any final thoughts, AJ, on uh, on Avs goaltenders here? I'm so glad we're done with this. We're gonna have to talk about yeah. goalies again. Goaltending part of the offseason over. Yeah, indefinitely. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Good. Maybe we'll have uh, Jeremy back on or someone. 
closer to the start of the season to talk goaltenders better than we can. But until then, you won't hear much goalieing out of us. Yeah. Darcy Kemper for Vesna, DraftKings bet. After that, I don't there have anything go. to say about goaltending until they start having pucks at them. Someone in chat was saying Kemper's plus 1,600 for the Vesna. So <laughs> good money right there. That actually feels like a quality bet. Yeah. <laughs> so check that one out. We're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you so much for watching, listening, chat, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of you. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video here on YouTube. And that, uh, that does a bunch for us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, probably looking at the abs prospect pool as a whole, maybe something else. I don't know. We're playing it by ear a little bit, but. Oh yeah. We have a show tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow's Friday. I forgot. (laughs) We hope to see you all in the chat once again. Until then, we will talk to you later.